Thanks for downloading or purchasing this sermon from Christchurch Forward. To find out more, visit forwardchurch.co.uk or join us on Sundays. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognise him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God." The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you very much, Heather. Please can you keep your Bibles open uh, there at page um, 1063 um, uh, and John chapter 1, and we'll be looking at that um, over uh, the next few minutes. Uh, Well, I wonder whether you've been uh, ever in complete darkness um, I wondered at this point about getting someone to shut all the lights off, but we've got all the candles on, so that'd be a bit tricky to do. Um, but a few years ago, I was on holiday with uh, some family, and uh, we went on one of these um, uh, guided tours of an underground cave. I don't know if you've ever done something like that. Apparently, you can do it over in Castleton, um, so there's a, a New Year family activity for you if you're looking uh, for one. But it, it's um, quite um, an experience. Um, we went down hundreds and hundreds of steps into... Um, uh, very deep into this um, underground cave. And uh, when we um, got um, near the the bottom um, and uh, went into this uh, large chamber, um, uh, it was eerie enough as it was that the air is very still and cold uh, down there. Um, And then, um, to make it um, a whole lot more interesting, our tour guide turned off all the lights. Um, And it is a bizarre experience to be able to wave your hand in front of your face like this and see nothing at all. Um, And it actually becomes quite uncomfortable um, because you have no point of reference and you can begin to feel a little bit dizzy um, and unstable and you hear voices around you, um, but you don't really know what's going on. And it can be a bit disconcerting. And then uh, the guide uh, flicks a switch and the whole cave uh, is flooded again with uh, light and your eyes begin to adjust and you stop looking uh, too much like a mole after a minute um, and, um, and you begin to kind of get a bearing on your surroundings again. Anyway, it's quite an experience to be in total darkness like that and then to have the lights uh, come on. Now, of course, at Christmas, uh, we've got lights all over the place, haven't we? As you came in, you would have seen them on the tree out there. People have those little uh, pyramid ones in their front windows. Um, Lights all over the place. And it's a good reminder for us um, that the message of Christmas is all about a light coming into a dark place. 
um, our Bible reading that Heather uh, just read for us. Um, uh, we um, are looking particularly um, over the next few minutes at verses 9 to 12. Uh, so it's worth having your eyes um, on those. And verse 9, you'll see it says there, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He's talking there about Jesus, describing him as the true light coming into a world in darkness. Uh, At this time of year, we often think back to some of the big uh, news stories from the last year, don't we? Um, I was looking at my a BBC News app the other day and noticed that they were, they were doing that not just for the last year, but the last decade as we come to the end uh, of uh, a decade. But if you can just think back to uh, this year, perhaps you picked up on this story back in March uh, when um, a large area of Venezuela experienced a complete electrical blackout, no electricity at all for seven whole days. Um, and it caused absolute mayhem. Try to imagine it. Everyone was plunged into darkness, no lights in their homes, no street lights outside. Cities normally glowing at night uh, in complete darkness. Uh, people were running out of food. Um, their fridges and freezers weren't working, obviously. And often people couldn't restock on food because bank cards and cash machines uh, weren't working. Uh, people um, uh, were in the dark, not just literally, but metaphorically, because they didn't have a clue what was going on. Uh, the phones were down, mobiles didn't have uh, signal, um, there, were, there was no Wi-Fi. <gasps> Life without Wi-Fi, how did people cope? Um, and um, of course, no uh, TV or radio broadcast, so no one had a clue what was going on. Um, and people were understandably quite terrified because shops were being looted, houses were being burgled, they couldn't call the police, they couldn't call an ambulance if they needed one. As you start to think it through, it must have been a pretty frightening experience to be in darkness for that week. And what a joy and relief it must have been when finally the lights came on. Being left in the dark is a pretty awful thing. And John, in the opening of his Gospels, says that a world without Jesus is a world in the dark, not knowing what's going on, no answers to the big questions of life, feeling lost, vulnerable, helpless. And that's why the message of Christmas is such good and happy news, because it's all about a light coming into a dark place, the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. That's what we're remembering as we approach Christmas Day. The momentous claim of the Bible is that that little boy, the baby born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago and 2,000 miles away, was our God. The true light come into the darkness to allow us to see the truth about our world and the truth about ourselves and to lift us out of a place of darkness and despair and a sense of being lost. And he's come for everyone, every man and woman, because everyone is in darkness, he says. Everyone needs him, and he's the only one who can bring the light, true light. Verse 9, the true light that gives light to every man and woman was coming into the world. But the response to this light wasn't one of celebration and welcome. Look down at verse 10 of the reading. Verse 10. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
A few years ago, my uncle Stephen went on a skiing holiday with some of his work friends. Um, And uh, my uncle Stephen, all of his married life, has had a thick brown beard and moustache. And yet somehow on this skiing trip, um, I think it was a a guy's only skiing trip, they convinced him to shave it all off. It did not go down well at home. Uh, When he arrived back, his wife, uh, my aunt, had been hosting uh, a kids' party at their house. And uh, it was just winding up, and so a number of parents had come to kind of pick up their kids. And um, he came into the house and was in the hallway. And when she saw him there, standing with um, all these other parents, she went up to him and said, Oh, um, hi, whose dad are you? And uh, he looked back at her and just went, Hello, sweetheart. And she... (gasps) She suddenly realized who it was. For my cousin, Jilly, who was very young at the time, it took her rather a lot longer. She spent 10 days, apparently, going, that's not my daddy, it's not my daddy, before finally she conceded uh, that it probably was. You'll be unsurprised to hear that he has had to grow it all back now. And it's a funny thought, isn't it? A wife not recognizing her husband, a little girl not recognizing her daddy. How could anyone fail to recognize someone so significant in their lives? But that, says John is exactly how the world responded to Jesus. Verse 10, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. I wonder if I can ask you this tonight, um, whether you have recognized Jesus for who he really is, uh, for who he claims to be. He's someone who historians universally agree really lived and died But who was he? Do you know? He claimed to be God through the centuries. Many, many people have believed him, but many haven't. And the same is true today. I find it a little unsettling to think that there could be someone so significant in my life that I'm just missing, that I'm not recognizing. And if you're not a Christian here tonight, thank you so much for being here. You are so welcome. Can I just ask you to consider, is it possible that's what you're doing with Jesus? Have you recognized him for who he is? One of the things I love um, at Christmas is uh, welcoming family um, and others to come and stay. I'm one of four children. My wife is one of four children. And all of us have now started having our own kids. So there's a lot of family. Um, And I love that moment when I uh, open the front door and there are parents or siblings standing there with bags of presents and Christmas puddings and chocolates and they're smiling and they're coming in and taking off scarves and giving the kids a hug and it's lovely, it's wonderful. Now, I know having family come to stay isn't always quite that um, idyllic. Sometimes it can be um, a tricky thing um, as well. Um, We all know that. But um, the thing is, they're family, right? So even when we find family a bit tricky or a bit difficult, and they are family and we love them, so of course we welcome them in. But imagine, imagine if I opened the door this Christmas and saw my parents standing there with presents and smiles on their faces. And I went, no, 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 sorry. I remember last year, you kept talking when I was trying to watch that thing on TV. You take up a bit too much space. And frankly, I'd like all the pudding to myself. So uh, it, uh, not this year. And I just closed the door on their face and, and walked back to the sofa and carried on flicking channels. Now, it's a bit silly, isn't it? But we would all agree that would be a horrific horrific way to treat my parents. It would be awful. Do take a moment just to feel the outrage of that kind of behavior. Because that, says John, is exactly how we've all treated God. All of us. Verse 11, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
we all close the door on the face of our loving creator and God because we don't want him to inconvenience us or to change the way that we live our lives. You see, in one sense, we don't like to be in the dark. In another sense, we welcome it because in the dark, we can do whatever we like. Just like a burglar who loves the darkness because it stops their crimes from being seen, we shut out the true light of the world because we don't want him to expose our lives to scrutiny. And do you see anything of that in yourself? Because I see it in me. Perhaps even as you're sitting here listening to a Christian preacher say these sort of things to yourself, you can kind of sense somewhere in here that you're just pressing on the door just to close it a little bit. No, 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 just keep that out. I know that that's there in me, that desire to live my life my way on my terms. But the thing is, I'm not the only one with a claim on my life because I have a loving creator God and it is a shameful way to treat him when I close the door on him. The truth about ourselves is that we're not just in the darkness, we're part of the darkness because we shut out the true light. But the message of Christmas, if that all feels a little heavy, the message of Christmas is wonderfully good news for people like you and me because it's all about a light coming into a dark place to people who are in and of the darkness. You see, Jesus isn't the sort of light like a a police helicopter spotlight landing on you. And as you blink against the light, that voice coming from the darkness, you're surrounded, put your hands in the air, you're under arrest. He's not that kind of light because he hasn't come to get us, but to save us. I wonder if you've ever played that um, word association game. I'm not sure whether there's a a better name for it. But that um, game where uh, someone says a word and you have to say the the word, the next word that immediately you you associate with that. And it kind of goes back and forth. It can be a bit funny sometimes. So someone um, says, uh, say, um, I say dog and you say cat. And I say milk and you say cereal and I say toast. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. It's not that great a game. None of you are laughing. Um, but um, maybe one for a long car journey or something like that. Anyway, the point is this. If we were to wander down into Forward Village and to talk to, well, there wouldn't be anyone there to talk to at the moment. But, you know, during daylight hours, if we were to talk to people and uh, say the word Christmas and playing the word association game with them, what do you think would be the next word that people would say? the thing that they would most easily associate with the word Christmas. I reckon we might get things like presents, uh, Christmas, presents, Christmas, uh, party, perhaps, uh, family, uh, maybe time off work. Now, uh, as a Christian pastor, you you might feel like, oh, surely he's going to go, no, it's all about Jesus. Uh, That should be everyone's next uh, first next word. In one sense, um, that's right. It is all about Jesus, if you're in any doubt. Uh, Don't worry, I do believe that. Um, But there is something, um, there is something nonetheless quite helpful about those associations that many of us have come to have uh, with Christmas. You see, Christmas is all about a present and a party. It is about family, and it's even about time off work. Uh, Let me explain. Um, Look at verse 12 of our reading. It says there, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. The gift of Christmas, the present of Christmas, is that Jesus came to give us the right to become children of God part of the greatest family in the world, accepted and loved by him. You see, it's about a present 
and it's about a family. It's also about time off work because you cannot work to earn this gift. God doesn't say, do this, do that, and then you can be one of my children. He says, what does he say? He says, believe to those who believed in his name. He gave the right to become children of God. And in a few minutes, when uh, I guess most of us come to receive communion, we will be symbolizing that by the way that we come. We will come with empty hands, not bringing something to God, but coming because we need to receive something from him. We can't work to earn this gift. We can only gratefully receive it. And when we do, my, oh, my, do we have something to party about. A present, a party, a family, time off work. He came to draw us into God's eternal family when we simply believe in him, which is the same as saying recognizing him for who he is. And when we receive him as our God, recognize and receive. And that gift's a gift Jesus achieved for us, not at Christmas actually, but at Easter, when the baby boy, now all grown up and driven by his love for us, died on a cross There he received the punishment that we deserve for our darkness so that we can be forgiven and become the children of God. He got the punishment so we could get the gift. And it's on offer to us tonight if we recognize and receive him as our God. Now some of us here tonight would call ourselves Christians. We've already recognized and received Jesus as our savior and God. And let me say, if that's you, marvel afresh tonight at the love of Jesus and celebrate him, the true light who came into our darkness to allow us to see the truth about ourselves, but also to forgive us for our sins. What a remarkable story of love it was that began with the birth of Jesus. Some here, though, I'm very conscious, wouldn't call yourselves a a, a Christian Remember this from tonight. Christmas is all about a light coming into a dark place. It's good news because he came not to get us, but to give us the greatest gift that we could ever dream of having. Our response is about whether we recognize him. Is it possible you never have? And whether we receive him or close the door to keep him out. Those who recognize and receive Jesus become the forgiven children of God. The first words that we sang together this evening, do you remember what they were? Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. The invitation of Christianity, not just at Christmas, but all year round, is to recognize that Jesus is the Lord, God. Come into his world, and it's to receive him as your king. It means to admit that you've shut him out for too long and letting him in to light up the darkness in each of us, bringing us forgiveness and a new life with him that will extend into eternity. Let this be the Christmas you finally recognize and receive Jesus for who he really is. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you for the glorious gift of your Son, the Lord Jesus, the light, the true light, come into a dark world for everyone, every man and woman who will turn to him. And we pray for each of us tonight that we would recognize 
and receive him for who he really is. In Jesus' name, amen.